You're listening to the Soul Ties Podcast with Kenyon and Takar Martin, counselors and authors of Journey to Freedom, The Soul Ties Detox. We bring awareness to toxic relationships, promote singles growth, and support couples strengthening. Here on the Soul Ties Podcast, we answer your emails, DMs, and live questions. So join us every week on Facebook Live Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, where you can connect with us on air. Send us your questions through Facebook Messenger or visit us at askthemartins.com. Now, let's get into today's episode. This episode of the Soul Ties Podcast has been brought to you by the Soul Ties Detox. Are you trying to get over a devastating divorce, bad breakup, or a toxic relationship, but feel like there is an addictive like pull that keeps you connected to them? Do you find yourself fed up with their behavior and the cycles of them hurting you? You make the decision to move forward, but you somehow end up right back in their grip and under their toxic influence every time. You need to learn about a new process that helps you to first understand why you can't seem to break free from them and then gives you the step-by-step plan of action to disconnect and begin to heal from the damage they've done to you. A step-by-step plan of freedom, peace, and a road to healthy relationships. The official Soul Ties Detox program will take you on a journey from heartbreak to wholeness while also helping you regain your self-image and control from the people who have constantly been hurting you. To learn more, visit thesoultiesdetox.com today. Now, let's get into today's episode. Um, what's up? What's up? What's up? So, um, as I was saying, if you're catching this on the replay, go ahead and pause. Go to iTunes. Review us. Tell the world how you love Ask the Martins and the Soul Ties podcast so we can reach more and more people. But I'll be quiet now because we're already late. Well, it's already <laughs> past Takara's bedtime. So we're going to go ahead and get into this letter for this week. Go ahead and jump on in, babe. All right. You relocated. All right, Bishop Pace. That's, that's, I'm sure there's a story there. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and read the letter. Um, and the letter says... My husband and I are living in different states. Okay. He cheated on me, and as a result, he is expecting a child with her. He suggested counseling and therapy to save our marriage. Someone, t- sorry, someone told me good people make mistakes too. I know he is a good man with good qualities. A few of my church members that I trust thinks I should give him another chance, and he is worth a second chance. I don't know. I am more focusing on forgiving him and that young lady that knew we were married. Do you think infidelity with a child can be fixed? Okay. Now, before anyone say anything, before anyone say anything, let's get the uh, room rules down really quick because I know that's a heavy one. I know that that's something that's very strong and there it comes with a lot of strong emotions. So let's get the room rules down real quick rule number one is that this is a safe place 
people write to us and allow us to share their information right. simply because you guys create an atmosphere where they can be heard and they can be vulnerable right. in their state. And so we have to remember that this has to be a safe place. Mm -hmm. So what we want you to do is go into rule number two, where we want to receive and speak with kindness. We want to speak with charity. We want to speak with empathy. We want to speak knowing that there is, this is a person who's hurt, number one, and this is a person who's gone through some things. So um, the child, not me, kind of, we want to taper that. And even if you have a great point, your point can be as good as it want to be, um, but it can be off based upon how it's delivered. Right. And then finally, rule number three is correction. That's for the people who are writing and the people who are going through the same thing at the same time. What we do is as nice as we are, as empathetic as we are, right. as charitable and compassionate as we are and we want to be, there may be times where it calls for correction or some hard truth. Uh, a hard truth. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And so the rule for you is to be open to receiving that, okay? Because yeah. we say it with love and if we ever err on the wrong side of edginess, uh, charge it to our head and not our hearts. All right? So I know that this is a big thing, babe. It is. This is something we've actually spoken to before. That right there lets us know, and it should let you know if you've been here for quite some time, Who, if you've been following us for quite some time, that uh, it should let you know that there are more people dealing with this type of behavior, this type of situation than should be. There's yeah. a lot of people. So the very first thing we want to say to that young lady who wrote to us, thank you. Thank you for giving us another opportunity to speak to it. And thank you for giving us an opportunity to um, share with other people because other people are hurting and you're not the only one. And that takes courage to share that kind of information. Okay. Yes. So uh, do you want to say anything before we get started with the uh, response? No, 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 no. Let's jump on in. Okay. So here's a, her question is, and generally we take a, an overview look at the question and we try to pull a few things out that will help everybody. Now, if you're single, that does not, this, this conversation does not disqualify you because this is very important. Prior to, we don't, uh, we weren't, unfortunately, she didn't tell us when they got married. Right. Um, however... Um, speaking directly to you singles, what you want to do, and, and these things come out of the blue, they can come out of the blue, and, and these things happen, but the idea is before you get to this point, you will want to have assessed through the dating process, and then you are going to want to, once you get engaged and go through counseling, you want to go through premarital counseling, because these things strengthen your later burdens, okay? Absolutely. So these are, these are, this is just for you, so you want to hear how this goes. She asked, can this be fixed? Yes. Okay? Yes, she did. The quick and easy answer is yes. Yes, it can be fixed. It's been fixed before, it's, it can be fixed again. It's, it's, it's been done. Okay, and there, the are, there are people who will tell you that it's been done. There were people to tell you to hold on to God's unchanging hand that has been done. There are people who's going to tell you a lot. But here's the thing, because we understand what undergirds that yes. So let's switch the question up just a little bit. How can this be fixed? Right. How can this be fixed? The reason why I want to switch up that question, because that que that one question infers two things, two prerequisites. 
The first prerequisite is when someone asks how, they already have their mindset that that's what they want. How can this be done? How can this be done? They, that There must be a definitive desire to get that, get it done. Make sense? Yes. I mean, it, so it could be that they obviously have that answer or because she has so many people in her ear that are telling her that it can be fixed, that he does deserve another chance, that she's like, she's not sure if it can be fixed and she's trying to figure out how. Right. Like how? Like right. wh what do you mean it can be fixed? Like, no, he, yeah. Right, right. But generally when someone has that, that deep desire. Yeah. And when they're looking for help, especially when you're looking, especially by the time it gets to us, it's someone who has a desire. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or it's someone who's looking for, you know, like you said, they're looking for alternatives by basically saying, well, how can this be done? Exactly. Because I can't do it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got you. So there's one or two. But what's necessary for this to for that yes to happen is there must be a definitive desire on your behalf. We're going to talk about that real quick. The second thing is, is that there must be a method. There must be a method in which this can happen. There must be a method in which this tie, this bond, the, the this relationship can be mended. If there is no method, then there is no there's no need to ask how. So there's a searching for a method. That's what that question infers. Does that make sense? Uh huh. Like th there's possibly something there that can help. Now, let's go into the. It was something you were saying just 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 seconds ago. Um, maybe someone was telling her, or maybe somebody was telling her that it can be done, mm -hmm. and she was she had spoken of two things. She had spoken of her of the people at church right and she had spoken of her husband okay both of them beckoning to her saying that this can be done so let's go ahead we have to square this real quick because this is very important we have to square this i'm gonna take a deep breath because i want everybody to get what i'm trying <laughs> to say fact, everybody just take a deep <laughs> breath right now just <laughs> it's 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 we, we don't champion divorce but we have to be truthful here's the thing when it comes to people in Christ, we do our best outside of those, you know, who, who are in counseling or whatever, or higher levels. We do our best to give someone encouraging words. And we understand that. Right. The problem is, is that we put ourselves in dangerous positions in which we can encourage someone into a mess. Mm. What I mean by that, and, and let's, let's, I mean, to qualify mess, what, we, what I'm talking about is into an abusive relationship, an abandoned relationship, a neglectful relationship, and into something that, or a toxic relationship, into dysfunction. What happens is, is that we, we tend to see the institution of marriage at a higher value of the people who make up that institution. And so right. what happens is, is that we can go after the people. We can disregard the pain. We can disregard the hurt. We can disregard the victim. We can actually make the victim. We can actually end up victim shaming. And what that means is, is that we can actually end up um, talking to someone as if they're holding up progress because they're hurt yes and that's not fair or i think especially in the faith in the church community we are good for telling somebody that their faith ain't strong enough 
Right. If, if I'm hurting, if I do not know how I'm going to make it through this, if I'm struggling with the pain and the anguish that comes along with this situation, because it's not just cheating now, you have a constant and consistent reminder. Mm -hmm. So if, if, you know, I'm dealing with this and I do not know how I am going to get through this, church folks are real quick to tell someone, well, your faith ain't there. Your faith isn't strong enough. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we want to caution. We want to caution those who try to be encouraging and loving and compassionate, but miss it. Because if you miss it, how many of us have had that experience? Let's just go ahead and let's lay it out there. How many of us have had that experience where someone called themselves trying to be good for us, but actually victim shamed us because of where we were or what we were going through? And Have saying, you and, and, about it? And, 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 and basically um, using the holiness of the institution as a means to push you or wrap you back into that relationship or any other any other way. I, I say this with very, very. Um, I don't want to tiptoe around it, but I want to say it very compassionately to because we do have leaders in the audience of churches. Uh, if you understand what I'm saying and I want to make sure that you understand that we're not going there at everyone but we can tend to be accessories to the crime if we're not careful right okay and this is the reason why we spend time trying to teach people how to get there okay so that's so let's go ahead and huh. alleviate that for her for her letter let's go ahead and alleviate that number one your pain is valid understand your pain is valid there's nothing wrong with you it should hurt your heart was betrayed and the commitment was broken okay so while this can work understand that this must work for you it can't work for somebody else yes it can't work for the aesthetics of christianity it can't work for the outer the outer showing and i do understand that there is a little bit of pressure on us especially loving god and because we put so much out there right there's a little there's a level of embarrassing pressure up on us to try to make to win because we felt like we lost does that make sense <laughs> yes so i want to make sure that you understand your pain is valid now let's go to the second helping mm. of this because this is very important in order for us to get to the i must want it she must desire it the husband. Now, the husband is correct in desiring counseling, therapy, and to try to make it work. It's very easy, whether it be a husband or a wife, it's very easy for the transgressor to want to work on something because they've already gotten over their hard part. They went and did the deed. It has consequences. And the, the bulk of their anxiety was telling you. Yes, ma'am. I would, I would even, <laughs> let me challenge that and raise you one. <laughs> oh, go ahead, raise it. I think the bulk of the anxiety, beyond you finding out, beyond anything else, um, absolutely there's a pride situation there and I can't lose my marriage. But I think even greater than that, the the biggest anxiety is the them feeling like they're continuing to pay for it by you being upset. Right. I think the 
it, it definitely is um, hard to tell that person. But I think the bulk of the anxiety is like, how long do I have to wait for you to feel better? Because I just need to feel right. Right. The initial, if I can make, if I can make this clearer, the initial anxiety, the initial issue for someone who's cheated and had a child outside of outside of their marriage right is to introduce the information to their spouse right that's the very first huge hurdle right the secondary hurdle as they're working on it and we're going to talk about that part as they're working on it as they're walking through it as they're trying to get through it the second huge hurdle is still having to deal with the hurt and trauma that you caused yes you understand what i'm saying uh-huh and so what happens is is that she can be put in a corner backed into a corner making her the, uh, accountable for the marriage Right. Because she's hurt or because she doesn't want to work on her because she doesn't want to do whatever it is that he needs her to do in order to feel better about the thing. It becomes a conversation of, well, you're holding things up because you're the one that's hurt. Well, yeah, I think you're holding up progress. You're holding up uh, moving forward. You're holding this up when we could be working on this. already. They, they treat her hurt as if it's an inconvenience to them. Absolutely. Your hurt is not That's an it. inconvenience. My being upset because you betrayed me is not an inconvenience. It is a, a consequence of your behavior. Plain and simple. When somebody betrays a marriage or somebody betrays that relationship, um, and I think it's anything that you do. Infidelity is, is only one thing. Obviously, infidelity with a child is probably one of the most hurtful and damaging things you can do to your marriage. Um, one of them. Um, but anything that you do to your spouse when it comes down to it they have every right to respond in kind to the degree that you've hurt them and it's not going to be an easy process to dig out of and so that sitting by the side of waiting like well how long is it gonna take you to get over this are you done are you done i said i was sorry i said i was sorry when can we get through this that's th that at that point i don't i should not have to care what my hurt is doing to you one of the biggest things that women do Mm -hmm. When they are hurt and, and when, when they are hurt and when they are hurting because we have been trained to put our spouse ahead of ourselves and our family ahead of our own emotions. One of the first things that we begin to do is we begin to censor our feelings, censor our emotions and censor our hurt so we don't hurt their feelings. So it does not become an inconvenience to them. And that's not how this is supposed to go. So you're saying there's a cultural, social and sometimes religious pressure. Yeah. Yes. For a woman to sacrifice herself at the expense of herself, <laughs> at the expense of being healed and getting over those things that actually working through. We will never, ever really be able to work through and walk through situations until we're able to be fully honest, both of us, about where we are, how we feel, how we got there. We have counseled couples through infidelity, and the most successful stories that come out of that have been those where the husband was 100% open to hear how his indiscretions hurt his wife, how his indiscretions damaged his wife, and then he went about to do the work to make sure that it didn't happen again but when every time every single time a husband is putting that woman's feelings to the back burner so he doesn't feel bad about it so he doesn't have to hurt through that it never works because she has to then cower and back down and sink down her feelings so it doesn't hurt his feelings absolutely and, and which brings us 
to the close, well, not to the close, but to the close of that segment and saying that we have to come to a few truths. Number one, it is not your fault. Mm-hmm. You are not accountable for his behavior. He is accountable not only for his behavior, but the consequences of his behavior. Right. Not just the baby, but including you. Mm-hmm. This is these are these are some very important, very hard facts because we can't get to the how action part until we lay these things down. Right. Okay. So understand again you can't do it for him you can't do it because you may feel like you you're abandoning him you can't do it out of pressure you can't do it because of what takara said out of sacrificing yourself for the greater good taking one for the team right you can't do that not this thing not this right here and I'll tell you why. The reason why is because it sticks with you. It stays with you. That trauma doesn't leave, and it'll wake you up at night. It'll keep you up during the day. You'll go nuts figuring, trying to figure out where he's at, what he's doing, and will he ever do it again. Mm-hmm. Which leads Ooh. us... Uh-huh. Uh, I just, and I just want to jump in. Artina asked a question in here. What if it continues and another child comes along after you work it out? You didn't work it out. Yeah, you didn't work it out. Yeah, there, there, there is a level when you when there when the decision is made to reconcile when a decision is made to say okay let's go ahead and stay in this marriage let's go ahead and work with, work on it and 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 go forward and that happens again mm-hmm. then you have to believe their physical statement of what they're saying about themselves believe who they are right don't believe what they say trust them they are saying that this is who they are and then you and nine times out of ten these propensities have shown themselves before marriage began that's why we let the that's why we encourage singles to listen to this nine times out of ten yeah now this was a very extenuating circumstance simply because they live in two different areas um and so we're not saying that um it's we're saying that there are we're not saying that it's not his propensity but we are saying that it could have been different right given their proximity yeah you could have handled that better okay so what we want to say next is then is that after we get past the whole part of i'm not doing it for my church i'm not doing it for my man i'm not doing it for nobody but me i love him this is where i want to go then you have to wrestle with what you're saying yes to there's a weight here that you're going to have to deal with that you're going to have to slowly unpack emotionally right mentally right and so the first thing you got to deal with is you got to deal with your lack of trust in him like we just said a, a moment ago it's going to wake you up at night it's going to cause you anxiety it's going to cause you uh bad dreams it's going to cause you things uh it's going to cause you to rethink about yourself it's going to call you self-esteem issues. It's going to cause you lack of confidence in yourself and in him. It's going to cause a lot of arguments where you won't be arguing about that, but you'll be arguing about something else. But that is the crux or the core of the argument Absolutely. of what you feel. It's going to cause a lot of things. And so you're going to have to deal with that. And that gets dealt with in the how. And we'll tell you how that is. But you have to deal with the idea that you don't trust him. Mm-hmm. Okay. The next weight is the child the child you have to deal with this child for the rest of your natural life it's not until he's 18 or she's 18 it's the rest of your natural life 
And right now, in your hurt, that's a reminder of his of his transgressions. It's a reminder of what he did to you. Right. And so as you consider that, you're all as you go through this pain, painful process and this healing process, that's what that's what that's going to become. Um, financially, he's going to have to be there when you two have children or if you already do. You're going to have some very rough thoughts. Exactly. Taking food out of my house to feed your sin. You see what I'm saying? To feed the product of your indiscretion. Can you, I? You, you, yes, yes, yes. I want to just ask this question because obviously I think of the Bible. Yes. You know, Abraham. <laughs> was It was Abraham, right? Mm, I hope. You, you tell me. It was Abraham <laughs> who slept with the, the, the servant. Hagar, yeah. Ishmael right so here's the thing yes. present day you know the Bible story Abraham you know wanted a child uh, and so slept with another woman to get that child quicker than what he should have to get his promise yes yeah, to get his promise right he was trying to wait he didn't want to wait on he God he was doing no it himself he yeah he didn't want to okay. wait on God he was doing it himself he had the baby the 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 Hagar like the handmaid Hagar um, was essentially a thorn in that relationship from there on because she's teasing the wife I got a child with your man blah 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 going on and on that's very true the wife said get rid of her <laughs> send her away I don't want to deal with her no more and God supported that decision fine I don't think there if you're, if a woman's going to stay there are very few women who are going to be like no get rid of that woman get rid of that child I don't want to see nothing with them however I'm asking my husband here putting him on the spot oh no because I know if it were me not with Kenyon <laughs> he die but if it were me in any <laughs> other situation I would want to know if there is a way that we can work it out that I do not have to deal with that other woman. I do not have to deal with that child. Like, is there a way that that can be done and it still preserve the relationship? I'm um, asking for a reason because I think I know the answer. But in order, in order to keep you're you're saying, is there a way in order to keep the child several paces out out of out of reach? Yes, out of sight. Yes, and out of mind. Yes, there is no way to do that. I mean, here here here's what I mean. Okay. Okay, technically there is a way. You set up child support, you can set up you set up everything through the courts and he can just cut himself off and say that was a mistake. Right. The problem with that is is that it lacks moral and ethical integrity. Yeah, yes. You see what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I just I want to I just I'm asking cuz I think there I know people who have literally done that and yeah right i'm not saying he should jump in and try to raise two families i'm not saying that at all <laughs> but here we don't just have one victim we have two exactly we have a child right uh-huh and if this child um is born and grows up thinking that it was a mistake as an indiscretion of their father uh-huh that child will grow can possibly highly possibly grow up in a toxic thought process and a dysfunctional thought process it depends on how the mother handles it because mom can there are moms out there who can deal with that on the child end the child yes mom. there are their children's mothers who can do that and and raise them as a gift from god but when you feel rejected by either of your parents uh-huh 
and you know the backstory and the reason why. And uh -huh. this is this is something that you're familiar with. Right. And you know the backstory and the reason why. Mm -hmm. Then that is harmful for the child. It's harmful to the child. And and let me just say this too to to any of the mothers who find themselves in this situation. If you decide to stay, it's going to cause a great great point of resentment and contention in your marriage forget the fact that you cheated now you know he's not just suffering from dealing with your emotions and how you feel so he's not just having to deal with that but now it becomes an internal battle inside himself because now by you saying because he wants to please you because he wants to make things right in the marriage in the beginning he'll say and do whatever he thinks he needs to do in order to get you stable and into a place of letting him back in he'll do that in order to make you happy but in the long run if he's a good man like you said he was in this letter there is no good man on this earth who is going to have a child regardless of what the circumstances were and not feel guilty about not being able to be the man and the father in that child's life that that child needs right now it can be worked out but these are going to be weights that you're going to have to deal with these are how you these are things that's in the home that you're going to have to work out right right so as you can see there's a lot under that yes there is a lot but yes we're gonna get to the how <laughs> yes it can be fixed but the weight the emotional weight and stress up under this yes oh we forgot to mention the mom we don't know the mother's disposition we don't know whether she's she um, could be like hagar and in that case i need to punch you in the <laughs> face <laughs> no kind of lord y'all pray hey she could she could be manipulative she could be mean she could be very nice and she could be a victim too you don't know we don't know well she did say that she knew that she was he was married she did know that okay. he was married which means it's listen okay <laughs> i got words for her <laughs> but on the other end of that on uh -huh. the other end of that we know that regardless of her personal disposition most every mother don't want to see their child hurt or reject it uh-huh I don't like rejection you don't like rejection I don't want my child rejected and so that becomes the issue there so now you got to deal with the, what comes with the child which is the mother so this man has actually created a whole brand new level of baggage that comes into your relationship yes I gotta say something okay let's just say that the woman the, the the mother of the child is contentious and is not really um easy to deal with and get along with mm -hmm. it becomes the responsibility of the man to get that situation in check it becomes the responsibility of the man to make sure that his wife and his home is never to feel threatened by that other woman if she cannot act right, if she cannot get right, he needs to take the initiative to make sure he needs to make sure the courts are involved to make sure that that child is not being emotionally damaged by his mother's toxic behavior. But in the the whole situation, if she's uh, uh, bad mouthing, if she's acting crazy, if she's showing up, if she's stalking, if she's you know calling her phone, if she's being disrespectful, any of that, he needs to put that in check, and that is another consequence of his actions. But if at any point the wife feels threatened by that other woman, and that is totally on the man to get under control and make sure that that does not come back to touch his home any more than it already has from his situation. Absolutely, and what you're basically saying 
is there the, there's a lot of work that he has to do to resecure what he left unsecured very 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 true yes awesome so let's get into the how now when we deal with infidelity we always recommend um first of all counseling and therapy he's right in saying that a counselor and a therapist has many different ways or or therapist will have many different ways in order to uh, approach the situation to come with a healthy ending now they don't tell you what ending you should come up with some people can't handle it mm -hmm. some people can't deal with it some people can but the counselor will begin to guide you and, and it, it will it will amaze you that sometimes the victim can deal with it more than the person who did it because of what it's caused for them to do in yes. order to fix the situation yes. yes what we recommend is what's called open book therapy understand this when two people get into a relationship um trust is almost expected it's already there it's not really earned it's implied it's implied exactly yes and so you're there and you're and you're building and then you start getting closer and closer and closer when something like this happens trust is destroyed so now it has to it's not it's not even something that could be earned it's something that must be built yes so you got two issues here you got her or you ma'am who needs to learn to trust him again and him who needs to learn to be trustworthy because let's just admit it right now that he has shown the propensity to do these type things under whatever duress or stress he was under in exactly order, in order to do them so it's there within him to do it doesn't matter where he was or how far away he was It's there within him with that being the case there's work that must be done and we call it open book therapy what that means is now in order to build trust for her number one he's going to have to unlock every mobile device every every uh every um laptop every computer everything remains unlocked and open to her your phone never goes on silence he oh right absolutely <laughs> matter of fact it's sitting on my side of the bed when we go to sleep at night like, <laughs> he over communicates babe i'm about to go to the store you do you need anything i should be back in about 15 minutes if it becomes 16 minutes he said babe hey listen got caught in traffic but i'm on my way back Mm -hmm. he becomes over explanatory now what that does that does two things whether she wants it or not uh, you this is interesting but not not a lot of women want it when it's offered because it's like oh he gets it but no this needs to be practiced for for a long period of time the reason why because it does two things first it gets her into the habit of trusting him again you're building the bricks mm -hmm. to that trust again it gets him into the habit of being trustworthy if he has any problems with being that open, then there, that's an issue. And that's something that he needs to get over. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, and that's because somebody asked a question earlier. Okay, well, what if it happens again? What if they cheat again and another child is had? The thing is, you're going to know if something like that is going to happen by their response to your need for them to be open in communication with you. Absolutely. 
marriage in general should be open communication so the fact that he has a problem with it means that it probably was never practiced to begin with but you know that it's going to be a consistent issue that infidelity could potentially be an issue consistently when after this uh, you guys decide to work it out that he has an issue with getting counseling that he has an issue with being open and having open and honest uh, dialogue with you and that he has an issue with letting you know what's going on in his life because guess what if I'm if I'm staying with you I need to know what's going on I do need to know where you are I I do need to know who that was you were talking to yes I need to know how long it's gonna take you to go and how long it's gonna take you to get back like all of that needs to be had because whether or not you tell me whether or not I ask I'm going to be thinking it already I'm wondering are you with her are you thinking about her do you does you know did she remind you of me all these different things that go through a woman's mind already is already torture so you're obligation is to relieve that pressure relieve her of that torture that is going on internally but externally making sure that she has nothing to worry about until she I mean really until she's secured again but honestly moving forward that's how you keep things moving your relationship will not suffer things like that if you guys are completely open and honest not just about other women not just about other men but about your entire relationship everything babe we're not having sex enough babe when's the last time you kissed me honey all that those things need to remain open in order to keep those relate that relationship secure and safe sorry tangent oh no that's fine that's fine but the end the, the what's important is is that he has to do that work he has to open up there's a vulnerability there there was a vulnerability there that she left open or that he left open and he and he hurt her in that mm -hmm. vulnerability mm -hmm. It's going to be hard for her to be vulnerable to right. him again emotionally right. because he can't, she can't trust him. Somebody, does that make sense? It does. Somebody said, at that point, I need to move on. I can't micromanage anyone's, inf anyone's this, fidelity. But this has nothing to do with micromanaging infidelity. Exactly. What you got to understand is that this is a process. This is not something that we're asking her to do. We're asking her to be open to the concept. Through counseling, we tell him that this is what needs to be done. Right. This is where he needs to go. This is the kind of work that he must do. We're not telling her to mother him. We're not telling her to rule over him. We're not telling her to be his, uh, his warden. Right. We're, we're telling him to honestly and openly and, and, um, and voluntarily open himself up to her and learn that process see here's the thing when it comes to marriages that where there's full all-out trust there's a freedom there that you can't that's, that's unspeakable because there's nothing you have to hide there's nothing you Absolutely. there's nothing you have to um uh shelter there's nothing you got to pull away if you make mistakes you can explain them fully and when things like this happens the littlest thing even if responded to in truth becomes a big thing because there's no trust there right. that must be rebuilt exactly now there's a possibility she may not want to go through that that's on her and she has every right not to and she has every right not to but he needs to work on that because it's not just okay i'm done i'm through i'm sorry i messed up i i really 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 feel it in my heart how much i'm really 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 hurt you babe now let's go get a sandwich that's not how that works right exactly there has to be activity that follows that kind of commitment because there was activity that broke that commitment mm -hmm, mm -hmm. go ahead no and i think uh two things just 
on the micromanaging thing again a woman shouldn't have to micromanage anything that a man does right the the point that we're making here is that if you've ever been cheated on, you know that inside of you, your thoughts run rampant. I don't care if he's going to the bathroom, you wonder what he's in there doing. Your thoughts go crazy because you cannot trust a move that they make. And so instead of me internally asking myself and stressing out about it, making me feel safe, is him opening that door to that open dialogue, open communication. It's not me questioning him. It's me seeing that he is truly open to uh, being open with me about what's going on in his life to make me feel safe again, number one. Number two, um, somebody keeps asking uh, over and over again, why don't we talk about, you know, where's the healing? Why aren't we talking about what, well, happened, to, what happened to open that door? Mm -hmm. Well, I was going to tell you to talk about the, uh, the, the knot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the next step is him understanding that she's going to be going through emotional pain. There's got to be a patience with her and him. There was a trust trauma, if you will. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so because there was a trust trauma, she has to be patient with herself as she heals through this, and he has to be patient with her, meaning that whenever she expresses hurt or disbelief or distrust, she's not holding the incident over his head she's just responding from the place of where she's at right okay right now the reason why we approach it like this and this is something that this is something that um this is something that i talk about all the time is that imagine this imagine you're tying up your shoes imagine you tie your shoe into one knot then imagine you tie your shoe into another knot on top of that knot then imagine you tie your shoe into several knots on top of that knot Right. Where here's the thing, we can't get to the bottom knot. Right. We have to work on the most recent knot first, untangle it, and then we untangle each, subse each subsequent knot after that. Because as we untangle the knots of this relationship, as it works out, as they get their healing, and there's definitely got to be counseling and therapy on the in the process of this approach. Right. As they get their healing, we're going to find out what caused you to do that. Right. So what, what what's going on there? Yes. So the cause is the very bottom knot. The the root cause of what happens in that relationship and what caused that breach for him to step out, whatever it is, is at the bottom of those knots that have been tied. Those of you who are impatient like me, you have had knots in your shoe. And what's the one thing we try to do? We try to hurry up and rip it and get all rough with it just to try to hurry up and get the knot out. And what does that do? Makes the knot tighter makes the knot worse and so in the marriage when we're trying to force and jump over stuff just to get to the bottom of things it automatically makes the situation worse because if we're trying to force him to tell us why'd you do it how could you do this to me without working on number one first stabilizing the situation right somebody is liable to say whatever you want them to say i don't know i had a bad childhood <laughs> like my daddy left me when i was young like all the different things and you run the risk of rushing through very important steps to healing that you need to take and so that's why we're not like you need to find out why he cheated let's find out why when a woman is hurt and brutally damaged right around at that moment she doesn't want to know uh what caused him to go cheat how could you do this to me and how can i ever trust you again right the problem i think the problem of answering all the questions that that surround that 
is that with, when there's an emotional uh, dysfunction, when there's emotional destruction, we want an emotional answer. We want, an we want emotional answer. closure. We want emotional response. We want to see them hurt like we're hurt. We want to see them feel like we feel him or her. Um, we're talking to him. We're talking about him now with this letter. We want to see them feel. We want to see what what goes on. We want to know how deep. But the issue is, is that all that amounts to little without work. Yes. Without something that says that you can reflect exactly what you're saying and so that's one of the things that that's one of the methods that we take in order to go forward in order to drive them forward now for some it takes small steps and it takes a while for some others it takes larger steps and it takes a little bit longer um right. for others it, it just it just depends okay it just it definitely depends on the people personally but at the end of the day that trust will need to be rebuilt there is it's you know it's easy to say if i say i'm done with it i'm done with it if you've never been in that relationship or that situation or if the person that you're with um, has never put you in that situation. It's easy to be comfortable enough to say what I would have, could have, should have. Right. It's harder to walk people through these paces because you do have to deal with. Now, that's the outside because we got to give them exercises to do when they're away. Right. That's the outside of the conversation. That's the right. outside of the talking. That's the outside of understanding each other. That's the outside of the rebuilding the communication gaps. That's the outside of um, rebuilding the tra um, understanding each other and what's missing or what's going on or why y'all not in the same state <laughs> something like that That's you know unless they separated after the fact right well no 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 I think it was it, it, it really depends because we didn't have any details there the bottom line is is it can work but it can only work with work Thank you for listening to the Soul Ties podcast, recorded live on Facebook and distributed to iTunes and SoundCloud. Help us spread the word by rating us, leaving a review, and sharing. And be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. If this episode has helped you and you're ready to begin your personal journey to freedom, visit us at thesoultiesdetox.com. If you have questions that you'd like us to answer live, please visit us on Facebook or Instagram and Twitter at Ask the Martins. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Soul Ties podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program.